Welcome to Hollywood. I'm your host, Holly Solem. I have a substack called Hollywood, W-O-U-L-D, because, you know, I would, where I write about my life in this crazy town, my experiences with dating, ghosts, drugs, partying, celebrities, sobriety, death, synchronicities, and more. And here on this podcast, we talk to my friends and acquaintances about their true Hollywood stories. So, hop aboard the Starline. We're going to go for a ride down memory lane with today's guest, Tim Nordwind. You probably know him from the band OK Go, famous for their music, but also their viral videos, such as the treadmill one, Zero Gravity, and well, if you don't know, just give him a Google. More recently, Tim has been performing as his comedy alter ego, Ron Persky, holding hilarious songwriting workshops regularly at the Elysian Theater right here in Los Angeles. And he even just returned from performing the Edinburgh Fringe Festival all the way in Scotland. But I know him as my best friend. So without further ado, Tim Nordwin. Hi, Holly. Hi. How are you? I'm all right. <laughs> good to see you. How are you? How is it being back? It's good. Yeah, I was just in Edinburgh and I'm uh, just getting back on schedule again. How's your jet lag? My jet lag's all right. I, I was going to bed really late, which was bedtime here in LA. So I didn't have much problem getting back back on schedule, but it's more just like being back in Los Angeles. Because they don't have cobblestone roads here, but they do in Edinburgh. Yeah. That's a big difference. I know. I don't even know how you're like relearning how to walk. Yeah. That's the thing is I, I had to learn a different way of walking. So there's cobblestone legs. There's sea legs. Exactly. Exactly. There's pavement legs. There's sand legs. Sand legs. Yeah. For those who walk on the beach. <laughs> you, need, <laughs> you need to get your pavement legs back probably. Yeah. I need my pavement legs. Yeah. And my driving legs. Oh, right. Your driving legs. Yeah. That's right. That's weird. So let's just get right into it. Okay. All right. So do you remember how we met? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. I, we met in Chicago a long time. Like, do you know what year? 1999, maybe? Maybe 2000? I think so. Something like that. And I was dating a girl named Megan who had a twin sister named Jessie. Yeah. And they were sweet people then. They're sweet people now. <laughs> they have uh, not turned evil. No, no. They've always been great. And... Uh, and I remember waking up one morning at Megan's house and walking into the kitchen, and you were there. <laughs> you were just in their kitchen. Um, and I had heard that you were living in the house. It was a kind of a big house, like long, sort of like a Chicago-style long house. Yeah. And I had heard that there was someone living on the other end of the house in like an area that you weren't supposed to really live in necessarily, <laughs> but they had put a curtain over yeah. this like area that was just a little nook with a window. And, uh, and finally I saw you in the kitchen and you were like, hi. And I was like, Hey, and you're like, I'm Holly. And I was like, Oh, right, right, right. Uh, and you were like, what are you up to? And I think it was right around new year's Eve. Cause I was like, 
oh, well, I'm trying to figure out how to make crab legs, actually. Because <laughs> Megan and I were going to make crab legs for New Year's Eve. Yeah. And you were like, cool, that's so cute. <laughs> really? Did I really say that? Yeah, yeah. You, you actually remember that. Yeah, I remember you being like, oh, that's cute. Oh. And I was like, it is cute. And and we actually did find crab legs, and we did have them for New Year's Eve. And I figured out how to make them in this, like, lobster pot. And Well, uh, I don't yeah. think that's when we met. <laughs> you don't think that's when we met? No, no, it's not. I met you before that, before I lived there, when I was really little. I was, like, 15. Really? And I met you before an OK Go show at the the empty bottle. Right. Right. You've told me, sorry, you've told me this yeah, before. But you don't remember. But you, I was probably just like, I, I don't. This random little kid. Right. So you were probably like, oh, whatever. Right. <laughs> and you were probably. And then you were forced to meet me in the kitchen that morning and, and really take notice. But to me, you were like this big rock star. Where were we? <laughs> in Chicago, like some restaurant next to the empty bottle. Okay. And then I went and then I went with our mutual friend. Okay. Who I won't say her name. Okay. And I don't talk anymore. Okay. okay. <laughs> but uh, okay. that's another story. So we met then. Was I nice? Yeah. You were totally nice. Okay. But it was super brief. Was it and then I, I remember because I saw your band play and I was like starstruck. Like you guys were really good. Right. You saw our band play that night? Yeah. And you were 15? Yeah. <laughs> that was illegal. <laughs> I had a fake ID. That wasn't legal. <laughs> I know. Okay. Everything about me was illegal. Okay. My okay. very existence okay. Okay. was illegal. Right, right. So to clarify, yeah. Tim and I just, he didn't know that I was an illegal child coming no. into his show. No. <laughs> and then so maybe you were... When I met you at Megan's as well? I was still very much illegal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. all I know You don't is... have anything to worry about. It's all the other guys. <laughs> yeah. And then we okay. weren't like friends in Chicago. And I was only there for one year. Right. I mean, I remember seeing you at the house on and off every once in a while. We were and... friendly. Yeah, we were friendly. And I feel as though Megan and I had some sort of played some sort of parental role <laughs> in your life. Yes. I do feel like <laughs> Even you kind of watched I, out for me. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not sure we totally knew just to what extent, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, uh, like you're, I don't, I don't think, yeah, I don't think we were like totally aware of your age at the time, but, but I do kind of remember just thinking like this person needs some, some guardian angels. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I really did. I needed some guidance. So it was crazy because we knew each other then and we met and then we lost touch, yeah. not for any like real reason, just because I was like a child. And then I <laughs> moved back to Minneapolis and yeah. whatever. And you were doing your thing with your band. Yeah. And then weirdly, we both ended up in Los Angeles around the same time. I remember about two years into living in Los Angeles, um, I was in and out of town a lot because I was touring with OK Go. Um, I was also writing a play that was being produced in Chicago 
That's right. So I was like going back and forth to Chicago a bit. And then when I wasn't doing that, I was on tour with the band. And so my first two years in Los Angeles, I didn't really hang out in Los Angeles. But I remember about two years in getting a phone call from you. And you were like, what are you doing? Let's hang out. <laughs> and I had never really been out in Los Angeles before. Uh, and you were like, I'm going to the Roosevelt Hotel. I didn't really know what that was at the time. So wait, did we meet there? Did I pick you up? How did it, do you remember? Yeah, I do remember. I drove my Ford Focus. (laughs) (laughs) I drove my Ford Focus to the Roosevelt Hotel. Uh And you said, I'll meet you there. I'm going to be with some friends. Okay. And so, yeah, I do remember that. And I remember I like, I got out of my car. I waited in front of the Roosevelt Hotel. And I guess for those who may not know what the Roosevelt is, I don't know. How would you describe the Roosevelt, especially at that time? It's like classic Hollywood. Yes. And it, at the time, it was like very hot, like celebrities partied there. There was right. like the pool and the cabanas, and then there was Teddy's, which was also in the Roosevelt. Teddy's was like LA's Studio 54 in the like early to mid aughts, I guess. We could have been going to like a Best Western or a date. <laughs> like you you said it was like some hotel. <laughs> I was like, cool, I'll meet you at that hotel. Like I had no idea. And I remember, yeah, I remember looking at the Roosevelt Hotel and it looked very like classic old Hollywood and very beautiful. I think it had recently completely been redone. Yeah. And and it was like door, there were like door people and you had to like know somebody to get yeah. in. Yeah. Somebody. So it was a whole thing to like get in. You had yeah. To <laughs> and you, I remember you showed up, you showed up with sort of a gaggle of people, <laughs> like a whole like posse. Yeah. And like, uh, and it was mostly, it was like you and I would say a bunch of other like very modely looking people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I, you know, I was like still feeling very Chicago. Shout out to Chicago. I love Chicago. But I was I was feeling very sort of like this wasn't my world at all, you know? Yeah. And uh and yeah, I remember seeing you and you just sort of like like a tornado almost kind of just like swept me into your crew and brought me into the what was it called? The 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 was the name of the pool there was a name for it but I can't quite remember it now anyways there's a pool area at the Roosevelt and it was like it was yeah it felt very glam Mm -hmm. I remember walking in and just like yeah we like completely passed the door people (laughs) (laughs) like completely passed a line of people yeah (laughs) and just like walked in and all the way to the back and there was a cabana in the back right Right. Yes. And there were like bottles, there was bottle service and Havana and everything was like all set up and you could just, people just brought you things. Yeah. (laughs) And I was just kind of like, I was very quiet because I was just taking it all in. And I was like, I just really hadn't, I hadn't seen this side of Los Angeles before. Yeah. You know, and yeah, we were in a cabana with like a small amount of people and like everyone looked great. And I remember you were like, I'll be right back. <laughs> and you were like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. And and then, and I don't know where you went. I probably went to go do drugs. <laughs> that could, that, that might very That's well That's probably be. what I was up to. But, but I also, I also didn't know that. Like, <laughs> no. I didn't know any of this. And this is like the first time I'd really, well, I wouldn't say it's the first time, but it's the first time like where, 
maybe we had met up and it wasn't just like a dinner or something like that. Right. This is like my first time out. The night out. On the town. Yeah. This is my first time out in the town in LA, but definitely my first time out in the town in LA with you. So I, I when you said you'll be right back, I was like, oh, maybe she's like, got to check a fax or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's was, it was the early 2000s. Um, We're still faxes, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I remember I was like, I was just kind of like standing there alone. And then this really nice guy came up and introduced himself to me. And he, out of everyone in the entire room, looked the most kind of plain and simple. Mm-hmm. He's like in jeans and a sweatshirt, like a hoodie sweatshirt. And he introduced himself to me and I introduced myself to him and he was super nice. And he was like, what, you know, what, what brings you here tonight? And I was like, oh, my friend Holly brought me here and he knew you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you know, Holly, cool, 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 cool. And, um, and yeah. And I, and I kind of think maybe I didn't see you for maybe another hour or something <laughs> like that, but so, he, so sorry. no, it's fine. It's fine because he, because this guy he took care of you. Yeah. This guy was like super nice. He's like, we're going to go like sit out by like the area where there's like outdoor fire. Yeah. yeah fire pit. There's like a fire pit. <laughs> outdoor sorry. Fire. What's the thing where there's fire and a pit? Outdoor but no, yeah. Fire. Yes. There, there was like a, a fire pit. And so I went and sat outside with this guy for probably like an hour, hour and a half. And he's the only person I talked to. And I was the only person he talked to. Wow. Right? It's and like, like. A little meat cute. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like starting to like relax and feel like I belonged in this place, you know, and like I've got my friend. Do you know what you were talking about? Yeah. 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 <laughs> You're like, I'm getting there. So this, yeah. So, so yeah, it's funny. So I had, I think at that point. I had just come back from recording uh, OK Go's second record, which was in Sweden, mm-hmm. Malmo, Sweden, which is the southernmost point of Sweden, right? And so he's sort of like, you know, Tim, what do you do? And I was like, oh, I'm a musician. He's like, oh, cool. I play music too. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And he was like, where do you, he was like, where do you record? And I was like, oh, well, I was just in Sweden recording our record. And he was like, that's crazy. I do all my recording in Sweden too with these songwriters there. And I was like, oh, cool, cool. <laughs> and um, and then he was like, who mastered, or no, who mixed your record? Uh, and I said, oh, well, the this guy, Torio Hansen in Sweden, who produced the record, mixed it. And I was like, and the record before this, we went with this guy, Tom Lord Algy. And he was like, no way. He's like, his brother, Chris Lord Algy, mixed my record. And so, like, there's all this stuff in common, and I'm kind of like, all right, I, I'm not going to ask him what band this guy's in, or, like, I, I don't know, or, like... Yeah, so you really just didn't know. You were, like... I, I, I didn't know at all, and I, I didn't feel like being name-droppy in that way or whatever, you know? And so, like, uh, and, gosh, I'm trying... So, so we're talking, and I was like, so do you live in Los Angeles? And he's like, oh, no, 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 I live in Miami with my... And he said with my, I think, girlfriend, partner... And I was like, what does your girlfriend do? And and he's like, oh, she plays tennis. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's cool. That's cool. And he was like, what does your girlfriend do? And I was like, oh, I don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> and, um, and so anyways, so this conversation, there, there's more. We're, we're talking about more. Yeah. Right. I still don't think I've seen you yet. But and <laughs> it's, like, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like an hour and a half or two hours in. And... Uh, and everyone's thinking about making like a company move somewhere else. Yeah, you got to go to the next hot yeah, spot. Yeah, it's like time to go to the next spot. 
So people start rallying to leave. And he turns to me, he's like, hey, are you coming to the next spot? And I was like, I, I'm sure, you know, I'll do, I'll do whatever. And, uh, and so, so I think finally you, you showed up and you said hi, you know, to both of us. Yeah. And, and he was like, well, should we, you know, make a move to the cars and stuff like that? So we're like, sure. So we walk out, we walk like past the pool and then we get into the parking lot and all of a sudden all these flash bulbs go off. And he gets pulled by somebody. I don't even know who. Somebody pulls him and throws him in a car and the car goes off. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? You know? And, and I turned to you and I was like, who was that? <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, who do you think it was? And I was like, I don't know. He said his name was Enrique. And you were like, yeah. And I was like, and I still didn't know. Because like, and you were like, that's Enrique Iglesias. <laughs> And I was like, he was like so famous at that point. Yeah. Like everywhere. I didn't didn't know. (laughs) I didn't know. I, of course, knew I knew his name and I was familiar with his biggest songs. Right. right? To be honest with you, I think just because of the kind of music I was into and the kind of things that I was into at the time, I maybe had never seen what he looked like. Yeah, that I can see that. You know? It also wasn't like the music video era so much. You're not like watching MTV or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the like, and you know, one of the things that I think for better or for worse that people would mention around his name is that he had like a mole on his face or something. Like <laughs> but, but he didn't have a mole on his face. Really? No. Really? I think it had been removed at this point. Whoa. So if, if I, I were to- I didn't even know that there was like a missing mole in this story. Did you know there was a mole in the first place? I do remember the mole. Do remember, but, I, I just but why would you get about, rid of the mole if that's like your thing? I, I don't know because I, I don't know what the mole actually looked like. Huh. I'd only heard that he had. So I don't know. research this mole situation. For yeah. Her. And if I'm wrong about that, then I'm sorry <laughs> to your listeners. <laughs> How did, oh, I met him because- um, of this this manager guy that I hung out with, like he didn't want to manage me as a musician, but he wanted me to be part of his like model crew. Okay. So oh, I just w- like a crew that he hung out with. Yeah. Okay. So he had a, like this. He was this big, giant, huge man, like right. huge, and he had the heart of a pig. <laughs> like literally. <laughs> literally. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's not like uh you're not being poetic. No. He, okay. Okay. He literally had the heart of a pig. Okay. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you need it, then you need it. Anyway, he was a really big guy. Okay. He maybe dated the person that we won't name. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay. I'm crying. <laughs> and he, he just was like out every night, mm. seven nights a week right. um, at all the hot spots. And somehow I kind of got wrapped up in his posse and there was just a lot of like partying and, and drugs and whatever, like whatever okay. you wanted was available. Okay. And he was always with like celebrities and models and somehow I got (laughs) wrapped up in his crew 
And, you know, I would never have to pay for anything. I would, like, go to Mexico with this guy yeah. and, like, ten other girls and, okay. like, go on yachts with him and, and a bunch of other girls. I never had to, like, do anything, but I did have to be, like, flirtatious and nice and you, sweet you and fun to be, to be around. I yeah, think, okay, that was the yeah, I probably wouldn't have been able to, like, keep hanging if I right. was my true evil self. I had to, like... Be kind, be and, sweet. And so, okay, and did this guy manage Enrique? So he didn't manage Enrique, okay. but yeah, somehow I met Enrique through that, like, world. Right. Just out. And I met a lot of weird celebrities during that time, like all the Lindsay Lohans and the people that were, Got like, you. in all the magazines. Right. Because we were all together at all the same parties. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, so I didn't know. He w- and Enrique <laughs> was always just like really nice, like never creepy, never weird. Yeah, well, at I, all. I second that emotion. He yeah. was, he's <laughs> such a sweet guy. And I mean, you know, I feel like I'm here today, one to talk to you, my my best friend. But also, Tim has like ten best friends. Just FYI to all the other best friends out there. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's that. But then, but like, I feel like I'm also here. A little bit to win my friend back. Okay, exactly. Or to find my friend. We are yeah, here I, actually, to, I don't. I don't feel like I need to win him back, but I, I need to, to find him. I need to so find him. So we got to move on to what happened next with your relationship with Enrique. Well, I, I yeah, okay. Just to finish out that night, <laughs> uh, I we ended up going to a new location. And when I got there, he like as soon as I walked in, he like so kindly was like Tim, Tim, like <laughs> like waved me over, which <laughs> is just like just made me felt you know I just felt so included, Aww. you know, and um, and I went over there and he was like, hey, listen, I'm gonna probably take off in a minute, but I've really enjoyed talking to you, and let's exchange numbers. And he was like, and I'd really like to hear your new record. Um, and I'm staying at the Four Seasons Hotel under a, you know, a fake name. So here's the name. So he gave me his number and I felt like Cinderella or something like that. Like I went home that night. I lived in like this little place in West Hollywood with, 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 uh, my best friend since I was like two years old, my friend David. And I, and he was a a waiter at the time. So he was up late. Yeah. Know? So I, I, I probably got in at like two, three in the morning and he was already up. And I like walked in and was like, you'll never guess who I met. <laughs> you know, and he was like, who? And I was like, Enrique Iglesias. You know, and <laughs> he was like, tell me everything so you cute. know, you know. And like, and we just like stayed up the whole night. And I was like, he was so nice. <laughs> and, he, and he gave me his number. <laughs> and like, so anyways, he was like, well, you have to bring him your record. You know, and he was like, you got to do that tomorrow. And I was like, totally, totally. And so anyway, so I burned him a copy of the record, which wasn't out yet. Oh, my God. You burned it on a CD. I burned it on a CD and I put his number in my sidekick telephone I mean, (laughs) cellular telephone. Yep. And uh, and we had just accidentally made a rehearsal tape of a dance routine of us dancing in the backyard of our singers. uh, Sorry. We had we had just made a video of us dancing in our singer's backyard, which was not on the internet or anything like that. We had made it like a couple of days ago and thought it was really funny. And so I burned that for him too. 
Whoa. And I went to the Four Seasons. I texted him. I said, hey, are you around? He was like, I'm not. I'm in the studio, but drop everything off at the Four Seasons. So I took everything and I drove it over to the Four Seasons and I put it under his, you know, fake name. Um, and like maybe three or four days later, he texted back and was like, bro, I listened to your your new record. It's amazing. And that dance is incredible. And like maybe like four or five months later, that dance went pretty viral online. Yes. You know? So that was the first viral moment that was that, that was had? our first viral moment and it it predates the treadmill video right here that's right there. i remember the dance was first that's yeah and so it was like one of these things where like entertainment weekly picked it up and like we did it on the today show and stuff like that <laughs> oh you know God. what i mean and uh and it's what gave us the idea to then like we sort of did that on accident so it's sort of what gave, gave us the idea to try one on purpose and that became the treadmill video, which came out maybe a year and some change later. And Enrique was one of the first people to see it. Enrique was probably <laughs> the first pe- person outside of the band to oh s- have seen it. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And he really liked it. And he then really you were like, it. well, it must be good if Enrique likes yeah. it. Yeah. And from, from there on out, it's like our record came out. I remember like, I remember the day our record came out, we played on the tonight show with Jay Leno in the afternoon. And then we drove down to San Diego to play a club called the Casbah. Mm-hmm. And we played to about 20 people at the Casbah that night. I've played that club to 20 people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was one of these things where it was like, it was our second record. And we sort of thought like, yeah, we'll sell this place out. Oh, 20 people showed up. Brutal. And I remember I was like kind of bummed out after the show. And I went into the little green room that they had there to go get my jacket. And I like checked my sidekick and there's a text from Enrique that's like bro saw you on Jay Leno congratulations on the release of the record so cool you know (laughs) it's just so nice and like and I would and from time to time I'd like run into him in Los Angeles you know like uh we have a mutual friend who at the time had a jewelry line uh and she had a party at a club called Hyde yeah and I think it was a collaboration with Playboy, actually. Yeah, yeah. So Brookie. Hugh Hefner was there. Shout out Brookie D. Brookie D. <laughs> yeah. And and I remember, uh, I think she asked me to DJ it, actually. So I had just finished DJing, and I came down. I was walking through the thing, and I hear, Tim? <laughs> and I look over, and sitting next to Hugh Hefner is Enrique. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. And he was like, bro, it's so good to see you. And then he said, have you lost weight? And I was like, I have lost weight. Thank you for noticing. Oh my God. This is the cutest thing I've ever heard. And he introduced me to you, Hefner. And like, it was just like, and he just couldn't have been nicer. Oh my gosh. But here's what happened. Okay. Yeah, we need to cut too. Yeah, here's what happened. So I, I was like, I had a sidekick cell phone. Which I and like a million other probably teenage girls. I was just going to say you and all the teenage girls. Yes, yes. (laughs) We all had one of these things. And it was like a phone that was kind of like rectangular and you'd flip the screen up Mm -hmm. as opposed to like pull it out. Right. Which really attracted me at the time. And it had tactile. Did you have like bejeweled? Did you get it bejeweled? I didn't have have a bejeweled. (laughs) I didn't have a bejeweled, you know, but uh, not not that there's anything wrong with a bejeweled sidekick, but uh, but I didn't do that. Okay. I think I had some stickers on it though. Mm -hmm. Anyways, that's the phone that Enrique's number was stored in. And this was right when the first generation of iPhone came out. Yeah. So everyone was getting an iPhone. 
So I eventually got an iPhone. So when I switched my sidekick over to my iPhone, I lost all my numbers. I didn't realize that would happen. And I had to change my number. Right. Yeah. So I had like a Chicago 773 number, but I had to switch to a Los Angeles number. Yes. And uh, and so whatever I had done, I wiped out all the information in the sidekick and then had nobody's number in my iPhone. And I was like. And you had a new number. Yay. You had. And a new number, so no one could even. So no one, yeah. Like, how did you even survive? I don't know, because I like to imagine that he was just texting me all the time. He probably was, and just thinking like, "Oh my God, Tim doesn't love me anymore." Yeah, and I'm afraid. (laughs) I'm afraid he may have given up on me at some point. Wait, so you never have spoken to him again since? No. Since you switched to the iPhone in what year? 2005. No, no, it wasn't 2005. I think it might have been. Because this was 2006, I think, when when you met him. I I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You're probably right. So maybe like, yeah, maybe like somewhere between 2006 and 2007. Okay. So Enrique, if you're out there, just write into the show and I will reintroduce you to Tim. This is heartbreaking. Which one's my camera? That one? <laughs> yeah. Hi, Enrique. It's Tim Nordwind. I just want to say thank you for being so kind to me when I first moved to Los Angeles. I thought you were so great, and I still think you are so great, and I still want to be friends. So please, find me. Please. I'm going to cry. <laughs> this is so sweet. What if we actually reunited you? Ah. Uh. It'd be awesome. It'd be awesome. Because this is probably the first time you're speaking about this publicly. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is exciting. Maybe some magic will happen. This is Hollywood, after all. This is Hollywood. Wow. This is where people come to. To their dreams come true. Right, get their dreams come true. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, I'm just so moved by this story, actually. I know the story, but hearing you tell it again, the full thing is like, well, you know what? It's you know what in I would say in Los Angeles, you know, LA is a bit of uh it's a little different from other cities. There's a lot of isolation here. People aren't always so quick to say hello and introduce themselves to you. Yeah. You know, uh and just be friendly. That's and so true. this this is like one of the few cases where someone actually did do that. And it Yeah. And it was Enrique. <laughs> I was going to say like, it's interesting that you have yet to find Enrique, considering you might be God. Uh-oh. <laughs> so you say. I mean, so I wonder if this whole you being God thing only works for me. Well. Like, you are my God. <laughs> you're the only person that's ever told me this. Really? Yeah. So I have a weird thing where, like, I'll tell Tim something. And then, or like, I'll say like, I really want this to happen. And then it will happen. Right. And it's very specifically with you. Yeah. And it's not like, I'm of course wishing all these things for you, but I. But maybe you are pulling some kind of strings. You know, I I think (laughs) if I was that, I wouldn't 
be able to tell you. Anyways. So just for example, one time I was talking to Tim, we were texting and I was like, I really want a big fat orange cat, but I only want a cat if it's toilet trained and doesn't use litter box because litter boxes are gross. And, and we were laughing about it and he was like, you should get a cat. Ha ha ha. And we were it's dumb, whatever. During the pandemic, we're just texting. And then I walked out of my bedroom into the living room and a big fat orange cat walked into my house. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. And I took a picture and sent it to you. And then my roommate at the time was like, um, oh, I guess my cat came back. Her cat, it was her cat who'd been missing for like a year. And then she said, don't worry, though. He doesn't use a litter box. He's toilet trained. <laughs> you don't like, know the calls I had to make. I was like, Tim, <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> but it wasn't like, it's not the first time that's happened. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, <laughs> I, I mean, look, it, if, uh, it, it may just be the fact that, you know, you're, you're putting it out there into the world. Maybe. But now anytime I want something, I make a very real point of telling you. Yeah. And I make a very real point of listening. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You do. You are a wonderful friend. And I really hope I you. Enrique reaches out to find you Thank because you. I really would feel like if I could reunite you, then I would be sort of pulling the same strings that you've pulled for me. Yes. So thank you because you've really made my life much better. Uh, well, right back at you, kid. Thank you for joining. Thank you for being uh, the maiden voyage of the Hollywood show. Tim, where can our listeners find you? Oh, right. Well, uh, Instagram, I'm at Timothy Nordwind. And then uh, if people want to follow Ron Persky, uh, they can go to Instagram as well, which is at Ron underscore Persky. At Ron underscore Persky. This is Hollywood. This is my show. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Holly M. Solem. TikTok at Holly M. Solem. Twitter, threads, all of the things. X, whatever the hell it's called. Oh, yeah. All of it's Holly M. Solem. And then the Substack is Hollywood, H-O-L-L-Y-W-O-U-L-D dot substack dot com. I just wanna, I just wanna get effed up and dance. This is our